Real Presence Live. That which is beautiful will manifest itself in truth and in goodness. Local. The challenges that we're facing in our generation, we just need the gospel. I mean, every every culture, every generation just needs to know how the gospel applies. Engaging. We don't bring any life at all to the church. The church is, is the life. It gives us the life. Live. The reality is, He is all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God. And good morning on a beautiful, sunny morning here in Rochester, Minnesota. This is Nick Medelsky coming to you live from St. James Coffee here in Rochester again. And we've got a beautiful show for you this morning. Plenty of exciting guests, uh, ranging from leatherwork to... uh, (laughs) And now my computer decides to freeze, so let me pull those talking points up there in a second. So, uh, leatherwork, we have uh, David Cruz from Oremus on with us early this morning. Uh, We're also going to speak uh, with an author about the end of the world towards the end of the show, fittingly enough. And um, lots more exciting things to talk about today. Uh, Let's begin uh, our uh, time together with a prayer. And I'll pray the traditional Eastern uh, Christian prayer uh, for beginning prayer. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Heavenly King, Advocate, Spirit of Truth, who are everywhere present and fill all things, treasury of blessings, bestower of life, come and dwell within us, cleanse us of all that defiles us, no good one, save our souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Glory to Jesus Christ. Once again, welcome. My name is Nick Medelsky here at St. James Coffee in beautiful Rochester, Minnesota. And I am joined on the line now by a very interesting guest uh, who's a local uh, from the Mankato area who, uh, well, I'm not going to give away the entire interview, but as I said earlier, leatherwork. Uh, so <laughs> welcome to the show, David Cruise. Hey, thanks, Nick. Thanks for joining us this morning. So uh, I mentioned the the leather work, and you guys have kind of a cute name uh, for that leather work. Uh, could you, uh, for your business, uh, could you kind of explain that a little bit? Sure, yeah. Yeah, it's Oremus, and Oremus in Latin um, means let us pray. And uh, we, we um, you know, make leather Bible covers, breviary covers. That's how we started with breviary covers. And, uh, yeah, we want to encourage people to pray, but we have kind of a play on words. Um, it's called, it's spelled O-R-E-M-O-O-S-E. So we have a moose as our logo. And, uh, there's not necessarily a specific reason for that, but (laughs) (laughs) we love mooses and we love North America. (laughs) There you go. Well, kind of fitting in Minnesota, although I guess we're we're a little bit south for the mooses. Those are a little bit farther yeah, north in Minnesota. Bit. But still, you know, uh, our signal for RPR does reach up there, so there are mooses uh, listening right. to RPR, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> they got those big antenna, you know. So uh, um, so uh, tell us a little bit about yourself um, and your faith. Yeah, journey. sure. Um, yeah, I live in North Mankato. In Minnesota, I grew up in, in Mankato. I've got uh, five older siblings. I've got 11 nieces and nephews. Um, I'm 31 years old. Um, yeah, I, I uh, grew up here and uh, enjoy uh, the, the Mankato things, you know. Uh, Mankato is kind of a river town, so we do a lot of kayaking, a lot of bike trails. I love reading. Uh, I love studying. Um, I play a lot of music. My brothers and I uh, grew up playing music together. And 
love playing sports, I love drawing, I love painting, pretty much anything, except watching TV. I, <laughs> <laughs> I, get, I get bored watching TV nowadays, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, there you go. Um, if you're just joining us, I'm on with David Cruz. Uh, this is Nick Bedelsky live from St. James Coffee here in Rochester. Uh, we're talking about Ore Moose, uh, which is the Latin for Let Us Pray. Uh, obviously, since you're um, involved in a more, how would you say, artistic endeavor, um, has art been a big part of your faith life? Yeah, it's been huge. Um, you know, I, I grew up... Um, Kind of uh, with you know my faith experience. I went to a Catholic school and all that kind of. Um, I don't know. It's kind of typical. Well, maybe not typical. I don't know. But um, my Catholic upbringing was was fairly normal. I would say you know went to, went to CCD or or whatever um, youth group kind of thing. Um, but I just I was never really that into it. Um, mm-hmm. Growing up in my family, we were we were pretty. Um, we had a lot of good discussions about the faith, and we had a lot of uh, you know conversations that that really got me interested in certain certain aspects of the faith. But I would say that my relationship with Jesus was something that was very much lacking, mm-hmm. um, and uh, it was more of sort of like a, an intellectual um, perspective on on the faith, you know, and um, and that can only go so deep, you know. I would say, um, but yeah, art and and music it it voices it voices for me something something very very profound, you know. Um, it voices something that can't be put into words, you know. And uh, the role that that's had in my life uh, regarding my faith has just been profound, you know. I I am a huge fan of uh, Catholic artwork throughout church history, you know, even from like the early like. <laughs> like you know, primitive Catholic you know drawings of Mary on on like a mm. you know a wall in a in a catacomb, things like that. You know, right? Um, right. Up, up to the modern times where we have people writing um, just amazing, heartfelt you know praise and worship music or mm-hmm. um, creating artwork that's even using like graphic design, you know, and everything in between. My favorite would probably be you know late 1800s paintings or. Uh, music, you know, like uh, like William Bouguereau or um, different things like that. But yeah, it's been a huge part of my life, um, and uh, yeah, yeah, it's just it's just been very powerful. And I want to, you know, I want to, I want to keep the tradition of great art going, you know, in, in the church. Beautiful. I, I want to help help with that. You know, I think it's very very powerful. Absolutely, absolutely. That's beautiful. Uh, you touched on a little bit, you know, growing up, you didn't necessarily have uh, the deepest uh, relationship with Christ. Uh, would you mind sharing a little bit about that that process and in growing deeper in that relationship with the Lord? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I grew up, um, and uh, yeah, we were, you know, uh, Sunday mass goers, and. Um, yeah, my dad and my mom both were really good about about talking about things, um, you know, kind of at the dinner table. I remember just having always a really a really uh, sort of good good conversations <laughs> around yeah. philosophy and theology and things like that. You know, at dinner, my dad was always really uh, good about kind of asking us questions that made us think deeper about things. You know. And I uh, love that about my dad. Um, he still does that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, 
but uh, I think I think for me personally, I I didn't quite understand the the importance of having an actual relationship with Jesus. You know, having um, yeah, having something that's that's personal and something that that means um, yeah, something that's relational. It just wasn't in my vocabulary. You know, it was more kind of like, well, it's true, so it's good that way. You know. Right. And which is which is a hundred percent true and hundred percent good. Oh yeah, yeah. And so growing up, I I kind of um, I kind of started living a double lifestyle. I started doing music um, when I was pretty young and got got into the music industry and sort of it kind of split my split my life into two different mm. you know parts. And uh, one side was my my music career and and everything I wanted to do there and everything that comes with the music industry I was into. But I was also, you know, skipping class and going to the chapel and praying, you know. So I was kind of like, uh, I still had that, that fire in me for, for something deeper, you know. And, and uh, yeah, I went through a huge conversion when I was about 20 years old. Um, wow. Yeah, when I was at a music festival and, and uh, just, yeah, just felt like the Lord just called me out of the darkness, like just pulled me out of the darkness. It was really a pretty profound experience, but... Uh, a couple of years after that, when I was 22 years old, I went to seminary. I uh, felt wow. like the Lord was calling me. I just wanted to give everything after that conversion. I just felt like, you know, if this is true, then there's nothing else, you know, worth giving my time to. So I went to seminary, and I was actually in seminary for eight years. Wow. And, uh, yeah, I was on my, it was, uh, what would it have been? 20, no, uh, 2019, it would have been December of 2019. Mm-hmm. Just before the COVID, everything happened, <laughs> right. and uh, I went on my diaconate retreat. You're required to do a, a canonical retreat before you get mm-hmm. ordained as a deacon, and I felt like the Lord called me out and uh, called me. Um, you know, I felt like the Lord was telling me that I could do more for the church outside of the priesthood, and that mm-hmm. He had formed me um, as much as He could without me <laughs> being ordained. You know, <laughs> and so I, I have you know almost all of the formation of of. Uh, a priest minus experience of, you know, the acne or the priesthood. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, yeah, beautiful. And it's just been so, yeah, it's been so good. Uh, I left last year and it was one of, it was a very, very difficult decision, but, uh, oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm glad I did it. And, um, and, uh, it's been so blessed since then. So. Good. Good. Uh, again, if you're just joining us, David Cruz on the phone, uh, Nick Medelsky here live in Rochester. Um, so, how did uh, when did the leather working come in? When did you first start working with leather, doing that kind of stuff? Sure, yeah, I, I uh, inherited my grandpa's leather tools. Actually, my oh. grandpa Roger, he was a uh, he was a uh, <laughs> he was born of English parents, English immigrants, oh. and he was born in Brooklyn, New York. And when he turned oh, wow. eighteen, he moved he moved out west, and I don't think he ever went back to New York. It's <laughs> 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 so funny, but. Um, so I knew, you know, I went out there and, and stayed with him in Northern California, and uh, he mm. always let me use his leatherwork tools, and I started kind of dinking around with that stuff. And he passed away when I was about 13, and mm. um, I inherited all of his leather tools, and I didn't use it much until about my fourth year in seminary. I made a leather uh-huh. cover, and and it was so ugly. <laughs> and then I made another one, and it was a little bit nicer, another one, and it was a little bit nicer, and it kept on growing. 
Um, I made a few for myself, for my breathing covers, and then uh, guys started, guys in seminary started asking me, you know, hey, can you make me one of those? <laughs> I said, sure, you know, and, and then I, uh, yeah, went to a parish for a year, and uh, people out there asked me to make them Bible covers, and and so it became this normal thing that I was just kind of constantly making leather stuff for people, you know. And mm-hmm. then uh, when I left seminary, I was applying for jobs, you know. And I literally had to take a break from applying for jobs in order to finish all of the orders that I had for oh, leather wow. work. <laughs> wow. I was sitting there working on leather stuff one day, and I was like, man, I should just make a, do this as a business, you know. That makes a lot more sense than taking time off of applying for jobs. So, yeah, I started doing that, and... And that's where the whole thing kind of kicked off. And that was last summer. That was last July is when it really started to take it seriously and promote it. You know. Wow. Uh, so is it, uh, are, are there more people involved in Orimus uh, than just yourself? Yeah. Yep. There's a few other people, yeah. Um, so uh, Andrew Heller and Mitch Loger uh, both uh, have been involved pretty much from the beginning. Um, they're actually my two roommates as well. Uh-huh. Um, and we have a shop. We have a shop in in the garage, and, and uh, I d- I do most of the work out there. But but we kind of team up on various aspects of the company, and yeah, it's been really beautiful. And then we we do a lot of stuff with a lot of different people. Hmm. Um, but uh, us three kind of are the are the tripod that hold it together. My brother's been helping quite a bit. And, yeah, and very very neat and a neat project to be part of. And how has that uh, uh, grown since you first kind of started there? I know you sort of hinted um, at that, but... <laughs> yeah, oh, it's grown. It's just been incredible. We've had so many opportunities. We've um, we've been really blessed with, like, a really amazing partnerships. Um, we have kind of the friendship and mentorship of uh, Jeff Cavins. He's become a really oh, good wow. uh, friend of ours. Uh, Jonathan Conrad with the Catholic Woodworker. He reached oh. out to me pretty early on, and we've partnered with him. Uh, we work a lot with Neil Abbott and Neil Abbott Photography and Pope Culture, uh, which is what him and his wife Hannah do. Um, yeah, they're a very good friend of friends of ours too. We work with uh, Five Stones Marketing, uh, Leaflet Missile, and then St. James Coffee House. We've had our stuff there for a while, and yep. yeah, we're just continuously meeting people who are interested in doing similar work as us, and uh, yeah, they're willing to put in the time and the effort and the prayer. And very good. Excellent. Uh, so one. Quick question, kind of a trivia. You may not know it off the top of your head before we head into the break, but if you had to guess, uh, how many uh, Bible covers have you made so far then? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I would say I would say we're getting close to 500, probably. Wow. Wow. And that's really been... Bible covers. Yeah. Wow, and then there's the uh, breviary covers as well. Uh, what yeah. else? Kind of yeah, Magnificat covers. You know, um, journal covers. Uh, we make covers for binders, different things like that. Yeah, and yeah, with all of that, it's probably quite a bit more. But uh, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to know. I know how many orders we've had, but <laughs> some <laughs> orders are you know we've had an we've had an order that is three hundred things. You know. So. Wow, wow. But yeah, that's neat. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, um, we'll get back to David Cruz after the break. We're going to head into a break right here because it's about that time. Nick Medelsky broadcasting on Real Presence Live, live from St. James Coffee in beautiful Rochester, Minnesota. We'll be right back. 
Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network. Hi, I'm Carrie Dew, Executive Director at Riverview Place Senior Living Community in Fargo. For over 35 years, we've been honored to nourish our residents in mind, body, and spirit. We offer a full calendar of activities, events, and faith-based programming, and the best food in town. Our independent and assisted living residents thrive in our warm, comfortable, and compassionate community. We'd love to meet you. Call Marin or Katie today at 701-237-4700 to line up a tour. How can you know for sure that your loved one is in heaven? Well, the short answer is you can't. I'm Father Chris Alar, but you can have confident hope that they are saved because no matter when or how they died, even by suicide, you can pray and make sacrifices now to still help them accept God's final offer of grace. Jesus told St. Faustina, call upon my mercy on behalf of sinners. I desire their salvation. When you pray with faith on behalf of some sinner, I will give him the grace of conversion. Wow, if you desire heaven for someone, God desires it even more. So do your part to help them get there. Please visit suicidemanhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost and to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help. Taking what you experience on Sunday in church and applying it on Monday at work can be a challenge. This year's Faith and Business Conference will help you learn how to take faith principles and integrate them into the workplace. This year's featured speaker is Super Bowl champion and former Minnesota Viking, Matt Burke. Join us on Thursday, August 19th at the Convention Center in Sioux Falls. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to faithandbusinessconference.com. You're listening to Real Presence Live. Now, back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area. Heard right here on the RPR Network. And this is Nick Medelsky broadcasting live from St. James Coffee here in wonderful Rochester, Minnesota. And we're having a great conversation with David Cruz of Ore Moose Industries, uh, all kinds of leather work. Leather Bible covers, breviary covers, Magnificat covers, the works. And uh, just want to learn more about that this morning. So, uh, David, uh, one of the models of Orimus is clothing the word. Uh, what does that mean? Because it sounds really cool. Yeah. Yeah, clothing the word, um, it refers to the idea of clothing Jesus or the Gospels, right? There's, so there's a literal sense... Um, which obviously refers to uh, the leather covers. You're literally putting a little leather jacket, you know, on your Bible or rivery or whatever. Um, but there's a deeper meaning there. We, we clothe the Word when we make the Gospel presentable and appealing to a people of a particular mm. time and culture. You know, and clothing the Word might mean painting scenes from the Gospel. Like, I would say oh. that, you know, Caravaggio clothed the Word when he painted the famous, like, Calling Up Matthew painting. Um, or William Bouguereau with his paintings of the Madonna, you know, or Michelangelo with the Statue of David, you know, or even like Schubert, you know, Schubert with uh, when he, you know, composed the Ave Maria, um, oh. you know, Friedrich Faber, like these beautiful songs, or Thomas Aquinas, you know, when he 
um, you know, wrote the lyrics to Panjé Lingua, like, right, clothing the word, um, uh, these great works of art were ways in which the people of God, you know, made the gospel presentable to a people of their own culture and era. And we really believe that that's an important mission in our modern day. Um, yeah, we're very, uh, yeah, we're very passionate about doing that. Oh, absolutely, and uh, that kind of makes sense, too, because when we go to uh, Mass, right, there's usually some kind of special cover uh, on the Gospel. Mm. Uh, So I I really like that phrase, clothing the Word, and looking at it, too, in more of a, you know, beyond just, right, the literal sense of (laughs) physically clothing a Bible, right, but uh, through the artwork and the music, that's beautiful. Um, And I'm sure sure this whole, you know, that kind of, uh, you know, you kind of, I pick it up in the way you're speaking about it, that sort of intimate connection between art and uh, the Lord, especially as represented in the scriptures. Um, I'm sure that's a very uh, prayerful experience. Is that, how have you found that it adds to your prayer life? Um, You know, kind of your spirituality and, you know, physically covering the word. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's been very rich, you know. Um, it's it's interesting because it's so different than seminary, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. Seminary experience, you, you know, the seminary is such a beautiful experience of being in religious life. Uh, it's such a beautiful experience because you have the opportunity to um, really dedicate as much time as you possibly can. It's it's really your your daily duty, you know, to prioritize the Lord, you know. And and in a sense, it's all of our daily duties. You know, but if you're a dad or a mom and you literally have mouths to feed, you know, right. that has that has to take priority at times. And that is your calling, you know. And so it's been interesting, like, coming out of the seminary realm and uh, sort of engaging in this prayerful um, sort of uh, evangelistic work, um, but as a layman, you know, where you know, I have right. I have the freedom to be able to go to Mass every day or you know, do a holy hour and things like that. Um, but also, like, there's there's the stress of running a business, and there's the stress of, um, mm. you know, completing things that need to be done, uh, you know, or, or working with these different things. And, um, you know, that I think that comes, there's an element of, of that comes with every, um, you know, every vocation. But, um, yeah, it's it's been amazing because it's it's been very prayerful, for sure, you know, mm-hmm. Um doing the artwork and doing the the leather work and all of that um but it's but it's a it's a balance you know sometimes it can be stressful and i think um i think i'm i'm learning how uh most people <laughs> you know uh most people in the world most catholics in the world um really have to figure out how to live their faith uh, you know going back and forth between having your own time where you can dedicate the prayer and whatever um, and then just having, you know, you're out and you're doing maybe something that you don't even want to do, you know, but you need to pay the bills, that kind of thing, and trying to right. integrate your prayer into that, you know. And so it's, yeah, it's been a good experience, I think. Um, I'm finding it really helpful for evangelization because I think um, it's good, you know, anybody that's in evangelization, it's just so important that we can, can relate, you know, that we can relate to uh, uh, all people, you know. And uh, be all things to all people, like St. Paul tells us, you know. And, um, yeah, I'm learning that now. <laughs> well, that that is great. And that, and that goes back to, right, uh, St. Benedict all those years ago with pray and work, 
right, yeah. or at Labora. So uh, it makes sense uh, to incorporate the two, right? And it's cool to have, yeah. at least from my viewpoint, cool to have, you know, kind of a physical way, a physical type of work you can do uh, that's, you know, yeah. going to be part of the evangelization, not just, you know, in that moment you're making that thing, right, but that it's going to continue on uh, for years yeah. and years, right? Yeah, we uh, we do a thing, too, we call deep work. And um, there's been some studies. Mitch, actually, has, he, he kind of brought this up. He, I don't remember what it was. There was some study, I think, that he read, and it was talking about this idea that, um, you know, with, with the rise of screens and smartphones and TVs and computers, like kids nowadays actually sort of lack the ability to do deep work, hmm. um, to engage in some kind of, you know, art or reading or whatever for long periods of time. You know, yeah. and I, I think about like, um, you know, like the, the, um, when, when Abraham Lincoln was running for president, they would do the debates, you know, right. and those debates would go for like four hours, you know, and they would <laughs> right. just, you know, each candidate would get, uh, the way it worked is you'd get an, the first candidate would get an hour and a half, and then the second candidate would get two hours, and then the first candidate would get another half hour at the end to rebuttal, wow. you know. And I think about that, like, imagine going and sitting outside and listening to two people debate for four hours straight. It's probably pretty intellectual, like, you know, uninterrupted. And now, you know, <laughs> at the presidential debates, it's like, okay, you know, uh, you have 30 seconds to describe right, you know, right, your foreign yeah. policy. And it's like, man, you know, but that's, that's kind of the age that we live in. It's like we want, you know, we want something to be summed up in 30 seconds. And if it can't be, then we're not willing to listen, you know. And so we really believe, like, we have a lot of people sometimes that, that will come to the shop and, and engage in this deep work with us. And, you know, we spend, you know, six, eight hours yeah, sewing, stitching, you know, pounding um, leather out, cutting leather out, different things like that. And maybe we'll just listen to music or whatever, but it takes focus and it takes a, a prayerful spirit. It's really beautiful and really good. Yeah. So, so did I hear you right that you have people actually come in and, and watch you guys work or take part in the process? Yeah, yeah, even this weekend, it's kind of <laughs> kind of random, but uh, yeah, my brother was going to come and help, and we ended up having three other people in there, so we had five people in the shop just helping do um, an order, and yeah, sometimes um, college students from the local Newman Center will come down and um, either make their own cover, kind of, you know, we'll, we'll show them how to make their own cover, oh, wow. and, and they'll make that, or else they'll, they'll hang out and, you know, help cut up leather or do various things. Yeah, it's been neat. It's kind of been a neat ministry for us, too, you know, especially with the college students that come in. You know, we're, uh, we're about 30 years old, so we kind of mentor them, you know, the young, young guys that come in here, you know, help them work through things in their life and, and various things. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, and that's uh, Minnesota State, right? Is there in Mankato? Yep, yep, Mankato, yep. So those, of, uh, those listeners who aren't familiar with the... Uh, with the uh, southern Minnesota area can know that. So that that's beautiful that you're able to do that outreach um, with college students and just other people who are interested in it and to give them that same type of experience and, like you said, that, that deep work, right, That uh, yeah. and to have that intimate connection, right, making a cover and clothing the word. Uh, if our mm-hmm. listeners would like to find out more about Ore Moose or look at some of the products you guys have or learn a little bit more about your story, where could they go? Yeah, www.oremus.com, and it's O-R-E-M-O-O-S-E. Um, and we have a Facebook page also, uh, and that's facebook.com backslash Oremus, 
O-R-E-M-O-O-S-E. Um, and then we have an Instagram as well, Oremus, and then underscore Catholic Leather. Um, or you can, you know, do it old, old, old-fashioned old style, and you can show up our shop. We're in North Mankato. <laughs> <laughs> we'll give you a free rosary thought if you come to our shop. And then, uh, and where's the uh, where's the shop located? Uh, in the garage. <laughs> in the garage. There you go. So just drive around North Mankato, look for a garage with lots of guys working with leather, yeah. and uh, and you'll be there. Um, yep. Thanks, thanks again, uh, David, for joining us this morning. Any uh, any final thoughts? Any final reflections you'd like to leave our listeners with? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, Nick, for for having me. It's been really nice. Um, I'd I'd like to make a plug for you know for Rainleaf. You know we're um, we're a business and a ministry, so obviously we, you know, we'd love to uh, make something for anybody that's out there that's interested in getting a, a Bible cover, or a breviary cover, or any kind of leather product. They, they're great, great for gifts. Um, we love um, being able to make things for religious or for priests, um, people that are, uh, you know, kids being confirmed or uh, different kind of gifts. But you know, we're a, we're a business and a ministry, and you know, we we believe that it's important to close the word but we're also out there promoting and sharing the gospel and um you know we'd love to obviously make sales and be able to live off of the work that we do uh, but more than anything we want to promote the gospel and share the lord jesus with the world you know and i think right now at this point in history and in, and in the history of the church um in my opinion there's really nothing more important than evangelization and i Absolutely. just like to, yeah i just like to, to call out to any catholics who are out there listening um, that are even somewhat into your faith. You know, you're the salt of the earth. You know, you're the city on the hill. You were, you're made to shine. You're made to, um, to give that gift of the Catholic faith that you've been given. You've been, you've been given it to share it. You know, I just want to encourage everyone that's listening to evangelize, because if you think about it, if this is real, if this whole faith concept that we believe in, uh, that we are made in the image and likeness of God, that we fell and that we were redeemed in Jesus Christ. If this is real, then this life is just a flicker of the duration of our existence, you know? And if this life is just a flicker of eternity, then there's nothing more worth our time in this life than loving, you know? And loving in the modern world is evangelizing. It's bringing Amen. the truth, you know, to Amen. a dark and broken world in order to set it free in Jesus Christ. And so I just want to encourage anybody that's listening, be bold, be courageous, you know, don't hide your light. Let it shine. Because even if you spend your whole life evangelizing and doing nothing else, if you save one soul, you know, it's worth foregoing everything you could get from the world. Amen. Well, thanks for joining us this morning. Uh, David Cruz of Ore Moose, again, O-R-E-M-O-O-S-E dot com. Uh, coming up, we'll be talking with Janelle Gergen from the Diocese of Crookston, and she's been nominated to the Catholic Media Association Board of Directors. What does that mean? Stay tuned. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network. 